Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of I've Got Questions, a pre-modern podcast. My name, as always, is William Hurst, and we just had another major event happen. We had Euros emanating, I believe, from Germany this year. 181 people, 82 people. A fantastic day of magic. Uh, a day with no land tax, which was a huge seismic, seismic shift. And today, we are very, very lucky to have the runner-up from that event, Jacob, is it Paulson? Jacob Paulson. Yeah. Jacob Paulson with us today, who played probably one of the most fun decks at that event. Everybody loved this deck. And before we dive too bit too much into it, uh, Jacob, can you tell us tell us and the audience just a little bit about your magic history? Uh, sure. Uh, first, I'd like to say I'm really flattered that uh, you reached out and wanted to have me on your podcast, Will. Uh, I've been following you for uh, quite some time, uh, but uh, no, 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 it's, it's, it's me. It's a bigger honor. Uh, well, um, I've been playing magic for uh, a lot of years uh, by now. Um, I played when I was, uh, I was a kid and then I had a break until like 2013 when I was brought back in by my brother who uh, gave me a theme deck and some cards, and I was just pulled in. Uh, then I played uh, mm-hmm. uh, played Legacy and Modern for some time, uh, attended some GPs, and uh, then I got into old school. And from there, I found uh, pre-modern in 2018, late 2018. Uh, the first deck I built was uh, The Rock, uh, and actually White Weenie. Uh, all right, and, uh, and that seems to have from, had uh, a. Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. You go ahead. No, 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 no. Just uh, you had a question, so. Uh, yeah, I was going to say White Weenie seems to be an influence in the deck you ended up choosing. Um, so what is it though about pre-modern? Before we jump too much farther in, that hmm? uh, drew you to it instead of more modern magic. Uh, very good question. Um, like I said, I uh, I have a history playing Legacy and uh, Modern, and I think that the, one of the last GPs I attended, I uh, played against some opponents that was uh, weren't very nice, if you'll say. They were just playing playing a, a, the, the hard table game, uh, and I and I found myself in a spot when where I felt like I. I wasn't really enjoying it uh, anymore, uh, and, and in the same uh, way. And and then I stumbled upon um, uh, the old school block, and uh, and uh, started to look into buying s- some cards and creating an old school deck. Uh, found out that there was a a group here in Denmark playing old school, uh, and it was a totally different environment. Uh, much more casual, and uh, the gathering was uh, what was uh, mostly uh, in in the center of it. And uh, I really like uh, uh, meeting people and uh, being able to play uh, and have uh, beers while doing it, and get to meet and talk with people. Uh, and then, uh, the, and then I found the mothership. Suddenly, pre-modern magic, and uh, I was just hooked uh, instantly reach out to some of my good friends and uh, I have two brothers who are also playing magic 
and uh, I was just uh, filled with uh, all. The, <laughs> uh, my head was full with ideas. Uh, I, I just wanted to get into this format, and uh, the rock was a deck I remembered. Uh, so obviously, I had to build the rock, and then I, I've always had a thing for uh, slide decks and uh, white weenies. So uh, I built a white weenie yeah. deck. Uh, Absolutely. Yep. So I think we're going to jump into this deck now. So we're going to talk a little bit pre yeah, um, let's do pre it. euros. So the deck. Um, I was saying in another podcast that'll be going up since land tax got removed. Actually, I'm going to wait for that for that one second. Um, in a general sure. idea, if you were to look at this deck both pre and post land tax, and the pre land tax ban was essentially your deck, but you were also playing uh, land taxes in it for a mana engine, some enlightened tutors, things like that, just having the engine there um, with scroll rack mm -hmm. as well, a strategy we had seen. But outside of that, it's kind of an innocuous deck. It's It doesn't look, it's not a 12-12 on turn two. It's not goblins swinging with lack. It's not elves building a board. It's fair creatures coming onto the board with some removal and swinging. And we've seen that uh, in pre-modern be a thing. So before we get to the land tax ban, um, and a brief rundown of the deck, it is four Savannah Lions, two Saltari Priests, four Meddling Mage, four Silver Knight. Um, I cannot make out that card. It looks like another shadow, a threshold creature. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, the the, the it. Mystic Crusader. Mystic Crusader. Uh, uh, flash yeah, fires. Two, one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Firestorm. Firestorm. I apologize. Uh, four yeah. source no, plowshares. No problem. Three tutors. Um, the Imperial Empirical Armor. Imperial Armor. Armor. Um, to yeah. abolish. Four lightning bolt. Four tax. One cleansing. That's a seal of the variety. One Winter Orb, four Mox Diamonds, a land base consisting of a lot of planes, um, Undiscovered Paradise, a Singleton Mountain and Island, and some Wastelands, Gemstone Mines, and Scroll Rack. So what about this sort of deck really stood out to you? And this is something you said you were going to play at Euros before the ban. What about this deck is so strong in this form because when you look at it, as I said, it's good creatures on good rate, but it's not this mm. barn burner of a deck. What made it so powerful? Uh, well, I, I have. I think I have to uh, go back in time uh, a couple of years because I've actually been playing this deck for uh, two years by now, and I've been tweaking it. And uh, people always say it's a bit underwhelming. Uh, but uh, it has just uh, made some good results. Uh, I have never, uh, actually before attending Euros, I have never played a pre-modern tournament with more than 20 people. But I have uh, won uh, several several tournaments with uh, 15, 20 people uh, playing this deck as well. And I've always uh, had, had the feeling like, um, pretty similar to The Rock, that I, I was never really... Um, in a matchup position where I felt like I had no outs because you have meddling mage uh, to solve right. some of the combo problems. Uh, you have, uh, in my opinion, a totally underrated card, Silver Knight, uh, <laughs> okay. which is really good against uh, both goblins and Sly and, and of course the solitary priests, um, mother, of, mother of runes to protect uh, the meddling mage. 
and uh, sure. and then the Savannah Lions, which is just very aggressive. And sometimes you get to do stuff like uh, land Mox Diamond uh, double Savannah Lions. Uh, I actually did that in the quarter or semifinals. And that's just so aggressive. And if you can back it up with uh, with removal uh, and uh, white and red uh, gives access to quite good removal as well. And uh, the enlightened to the package kind of makes it all fit together. And the imperial armor was just so strong. Sometimes uh, I was able to to tutor it end of turn and then uh, deploy it and uh, hit for thirteen. <laughs> uh, the following turn that was just an instant kill. Um, so. Uh, the deck has just uh, performed uh, so well. Um, so what did the, in this current form before everything changed, what well, what, what was the land tax scroll rack engine adding to it? Because it's not exactly the pink prison decks, obviously, but it has, yep. has bits of it in there with a winter orb yep. and the package. What was that adding to the deck um, pre-band? Uh, it was was uh, what it what. Let me just rephrase that. It was uh, adding a card advantage, uh, and it uh, let me uh, cheat on lands even more. Uh, it's a very greedy, just uh, only playing uh, eighteen or uh, seventeen lands. Uh, I did at some point, uh, and one of the 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 list's problems without uh, the draw engine from land tax is that uh, when the games go long, your threats are not very uh, big. And uh, you can you can really uh, start to struggle against the bigger creature decks uh, and also control because they outvalue you. But having access uh, to uh, seven new cards each turn uh, just uh, made the deck insane. And cards like Firestorm uh, is really good uh, compared with Landsax. Imperial Armor is uh, very good. And uh, I just felt like I had all the answers when I had... Uh, the, some people would say the luck, but but when I had the two cards uh, on board, I mm-hmm. felt in this really strong position. Okay. So um, I see that definitely. Yeah. So obviously, leading up to Euros, before Euros, right after uh, the North American uh, Championship, for the most part, uh, we hear land tax is gone. Uh, it got the axe. It went away. When you heard that. What were your initial reactions in regards to this deck? Did you think, now, is this deck going to be too underpowered to perform without it? Is it going to be fine? It just needs tweaks. How did you take that news and start adapting this deck? Well, uh, first, uh, we, we have talked about it in my playgroup, uh, that it, that might happen. Uh, I was, of course, hoping that it wouldn't, because even though I was playing uh, the Shrollrack Landsax engine, I, I didn't consider myself one of the bad guys, because, like you said, I played fair creatures with it. But but I can see I, I can see why it was banned, and uh, after some time, I was okay with it. And then I had to figure figure out what to do, because my, my plan was to play this deck uh, that I sent you, and I have been tweaking it for so long. So it was kind of... Uh, was kind of a, a bummer, uh, but um, I, I for for a while I, I left it in the deck box uh, and tried out other things, um, tried out the the rock, uh, but I was on the fence playing a, a, such a large tournament, eight rounds, uh, really sitting there grinding. Uh, that's also quite uh, uh, tough as a uh, because. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, 
you you really have to play tight with the rock. Um, and then um, right. and then then I, I I started thinking that why am I attending Euros? What is my goal actually? And uh, my goal was uh, to uh, have a good experience. Um, yep. I was making the trip with my younger brother and uh, two very good friends, and uh, I was. Um, I was there for the experience, actually, and and when I came to that conclusion, I was like, well, then I want to play a deck that I really enjoy. So I uh, found myself pulling out the cards, laying it out, and obviously I had to remove four cards and then also the scroll racks. And I started to look on TC decks, and I found uh, uh, within the white weenie category a deck that uh, kind of stood out to me uh, and if i remember the deck's name correctly it was something like white weenie but uh, better when james J- uh, uh, white weenie but better when when james smith's uh, playing it something like that and i had a look at that deck and i was like wow uh, this deck and that that he might have been up to something and and he placed uh, <laughs> two or three in a very um, Tough crowd. It was over a hundred uh, participants, if I remember correctly. Um, so I I had a look at the, the deck, and um, uh, I don't I didn't build it card for cards because I want to make some changes. I wanted to add in uh, the lightning bolts because I, I really think the reach is important uh, compared with, uh, for example, um, the silver knights, so that you're able to to bolt uh, pre combat damage. And uh, to get rid of uh, uh, annoying uh, opposing creatures, uh, so that instead of just having the, the four removals, you have uh, eight. And then uh, I added the f- fire and ice in the uh, whip quarter slot. Uh, I tested out whip quarters first, but uh, being able to tap, I can also do with ice. But also being able to uh, get rid of two elves—that's quite nice. Uh, so, so I, I made some changes and. Um, and then I actually reached out to James. Uh, I, I wrote him on Facebook and he was kind enough to message me back. And uh, uh, he had been tinkering with the deck as well. Uh, and uh, my uh, initial ideas uh, uh, was uh, uh, exciting, he, he told me. And then he, he said that uh, maybe I should see if I could uh, fit in some more uh, bullets. And I had a look at his list again and saw the rain call and I was like, I'm not really sure about Rancor, uh, but I and uh, not Standstill either. Uh, uh, I replaced the Standstill with an Engineer Plague, which uh, I uh, am very glad I did because it was quite useful. Um, and then uh, for a while I left out uh, the Rancor. But then, uh, like I said on stream, and I'm not sure that you catched it, uh, I decided to 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 uh, to make a. a Make make um what how would you say it um make a make a tri- yeah like a, make a last minute call and also make a tribute to one of my uh, my pre- my friends from uh, the old school days who were playing um, a mono black uh, deck and uh, after he got power he kept on, kept on adding colors at and then at some point he was playing all the moxen and all the colors but he kept uh, referring to it as if uh, mono black so we called it five color mono black. And I was going to, I, I was going, I was going to tease him a bit. So I, I said, okay, I'm going to build a five color white weenie. Uh, so I have to add something green, and 
someone in my playgroups said, then you have to play the rain call. Uh, and uh, so that was actually my 61st spice card. Uh, because if you have a look at the list, there's uh, 61 cards. <laughs> um, and uh, the rain call uh, actually won me several games. So now I, I can't really cut it either. So yeah, I mean, it's a yeah. spicy list. And for the for reference for those after the change with uh, uh, Lantas, we go here was the list: one exalted angel, and this was your list from LobsterCon or not LobsterCon. I apologize from uh, Euros. Uh, one exalted angel, two solitary priests, three mother of runes, four metally mage, four Savannah lions, four silver knight, two fire knights, three enlightened tutor, four lightning bolt, four swords to plowshares, one crusade, one engineered plague, one rancor, one seal of cleansing. One Winter Orb, four Mox Diamonds, one Island, two Gemstone Mine, two Undiscovered Paradise, three City of Brass, three Wasteland, four Flooded Strand, six Plains. Sideboard being two Tormont's Crypts, two Pyroblast, one Insulted Angel, two Armageddon, two Disenchant, one Ray of Revelation, two more Engineered Plague, a Cursed Totem, a Warmth, and a Worship. Now, this is a deck. At its core, this looks like a slimmed-down version of kind of the blue, white, red angel decks, minusing out your lightning angels for um, more low to the ground creatures like Savannah Lions and keeping that full complement of Silver Knights a la Brian Kowal from LobsterCon two years ago um, as a way to punish red decks. And then you've added in the parts that give you that little bit of reach, Mox Diamond, the perfect Mox Diamond deck, because all your off-color things are one pip only or one mana, so the splash makes it work. Um, and I have to assume, looking at this list, does Mox Diamond have to hold this list together? Because you look at this mana base and it's like, if I ever get wastelanded once or ported once at a bad time without a diamond, life seems like it could be pretty rough. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I had some games. I think it was in... Uh... It was in the quarterfinals or semifinals that I... Uh was playing um, turn one, uh, Mox Diamonds, uh, City of Brass, and uh, then uh, he removed my uh, Mox Diamond with Disenchant. And uh, I was playing with, uh, or it might even have been a Plains. I actually think it was a Plains. And then I just did, didn't draw land for like four turns, uh, but I had a Mother of Runes, uh, and I was able to, to block and give protection and buy some time uh, and uh, manage to crawl back into the game. But it, it happened a couple of times that my mana base was uh, attacked, but I can I can manage uh, to get by with uh, with very few resources. Uh, so um, in a in a way, um, the the mana base didn't really trouble me that much. But but I think the deck can be built without Mox Diamonds. Um, um, but I think you you might have to to go down to three colors uh, then instead, and maybe. Um, Add in uh, some some more uh, uh, pain lands, uh, for example, Attica Waste or Battlefield Forge, uh, in its place. Um, because going up to four City of Brass is also um, a bit painful. Uh, that's why I, I made the, the split with Gemstone Mines and Undiscovered Paradise. Uh, I actually like Undiscovered Paradise in the deck. Uh, one thing, uh, Winter Up. Uh, second thing, uh, I can always. Uh, deploy it into a Mox Diamond. If I, I want to go for the Geddon or Winter plan, it is uh, always right. better to be the guy with the most Mox Diamonds. Um, yes, but 
Uh, I, I think the the mana works out uh, very good. I, I didn't really have that many games where I um, I wasn't able to play the cards that I, I wanted. Um, so in a way, uh, things uh, worked out. Absolutely. Yeah. So as we look at this and we go into the meta, a lot of lot of decks, a lot of players, um, and you gave me a breakdown. You were running the gamut of a bunch of goblins, a bunch of sly, a bunch of stifle knot, oath decks. I mean, everything you think of was here in good numbers. As you kind of take me through your day, it doesn't have to be every matchup, but it can be like, how were you feeling at the start of the day? Any nerves versus, you know, as you progress through the tournament, uh, holding the success that you did uh, and getting into the top eight, what was the kind of the Swiss like for you in a field that was so diverse? Were there any matchups you were worried about, didn't want to see? Um, kind of take us through that. Yeah, sure. Uh, if uh, First, I, I'm, uh, I would like to talk a bit about uh, what kind of meta I expect, if, if that's okay with you. Just, just br- briefly, because... Uh, we talked about that there were probably going to be a lot of Goblin decks, uh, and Goblins was the most played deck. And uh, then uh, I thought that Sly might, uh, Sly, the Sly players might show up with Sly because it has not been uh, very dominating. And Sly was uh, like the second or first, uh, third uh, most played decks. Uh, and then also Dreadnought. And I, I was uh, looking at my list and uh, from testing that those matchups have been. V- quite uh, good for me uh, so I was uh, feeling uh, very confident and then we also talked about that, uh, that we might see uh, a bit more uh, of Oath and Terror War decks uh, because uh, we saw at the Misty uh, uh, tournament you guys had that uh, there were a lot of uh, Terror War decks uh, but I uh, actually have written down all my uh, uh, my matches so in the first uh, round uh, of the Swiss uh, I was uh, playing against the Blue-White Dreadnought a German guy called uh, Marcus, um, and um, I won that game uh, 2-0. Um, it, it, it felt uh, quite quite strong uh, already from the beginning, um, and uh, I felt like in that match and uh, several other matches that uh, it was quite difficult for my opponents to sideboard against me because uh, I was kind of playing a rogue deck, uh, and, and I knew exactly what he was on. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, in, in in the second game, I was uh, able to, um, to 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 bait his counter magic with an, a not so important creature uh, to then uh-huh. get down a mother throne, a meddling mage, uh, yeah. meddling mage on uh, dreadnought, and uh, then th- then it was uh, very difficult for 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 him to uh, to to get back into that game, um, and I just uh, rode it to to to, to victory. Um, and then in the second round, I was uh, paired up against another German called David on Dead Guy Ale, um, which is actually also uh, an okay matchup. I've uh, played against it four times in my testing, and I've uh, won all matches. Um, I won uh, two and one, and um, one of the games he mauled to four, so it wasn't really a game. It was quite a shame, but, but um, nonetheless, um, I made it through. And then in the third round, uh, when I saw on the melee app that I was going to play against Aaron Dix, I was uh, qu- quite nervous because uh, he's a guy I've been uh, watching so many times on uh, on stream, and he's just an amazing player. 
Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I felt uh, that I was in a way uh, having an unfair advantage uh, against him because I had a um, pretty good idea what he might be on. <laughs> so um, uh, I kept a starting hand with uh, two silver knights. <laughs> and yeah. That's that's rough. And um, when uh, he saw the second Silver Knight, um, I think uh, things started to change a bit. And then we had a race. Um, and, and I could could see the way he was playing that uh, he was really counting up uh, the damage. And uh, I thought, and I think I'm I'm, I'm going to have to speed up my clock. So um, I did the math, and uh, I. End of turn uh, in line two for the rain core, and then I was uh, able to uh, to kill him. And he showed me afterwards that he would have had the kill on me the next turn. Uh, and then in this the second match, um, I kept the uh, hands, uh, and I remember very clearly, and I, I think Aaron uh, do as well with um, lands, land, mox diamonds, uh, silver knights, worship, and. I think another land, the fourth land as well. Uh, so I, uh, the first, uh, I was on the draw, obviously. So uh, the first uh, turn I played um, uh, Silver Knight. And uh, yeah. then on the second turn, I have, uh, of course, uh, drawn uh, the second Mox Diamond. So I played a turn two uh, worship. Uh, <laughs> um, he actually um, played through it, uh, but, but it, it, it didn't. Take very long. I think uh, the match was was about uh, fifteen minutes or so, and 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 then we talked. Uh, and yeah. and I have to give a shout out to Aaron because he's just such a nice guy. Uh, because instead of being salty, he was uh, so cool about it. Um, mm -hmm. And we had a lot of time to uh, to 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 talk. And after our match, uh, I was really having a good feeling, um, and uh, I. I reached out to him uh, while uh, we were eating, and uh, I, I had to, I had to uh, to to kind of um, um, get a souvenir or something like that because it has uh, it was just a, a fan moment for me as well to play against him and have beaten him. So uh, I kindly asked him if he wanted to sign a curse scroll for me, uh, and uh, he was flattered, and uh, of course he wanted to do that, and then we we talked a bit about it. Um, and uh, that was very nice of him. So now I have to fit that into my deck as well. Uh, what to cut then? That's uh, quite difficult. I'm, I'm not going to play 62 cards. Uh, okay. But um, then after um, uh, playing against Aaron, I, I played against uh, an, a, Sp a Spanish guy called uh, Nacho. Uh, and I think he's uh, organizing some tournaments. He was a really cool uh, guy as well. He was playing Oath Devour. Um, he won the first game, and then after that, I I, I knew what uh, his trick were. Uh, so um, I had a good plan, and uh, I won the next two, uh, having access to Engineered Play, Cursed Totem, a lot of uh, answers to uh, his graveyard and his uh, Oath um, kind of made it quite difficult uh, for him. Uh, so I won that one too. Two and one, and then uh, I was facing uh, Grower Talk on stream in the, the fifth round, um, and um, that game I won two zero as well. Um, okay. 
I, I actually think that uh, that matchup is is quite favored uh, to me. I I rewatched the stream and uh, read that people uh, thought it otherwise, but I just think that I have much more uh, going on when it comes to threats than he has, and and I can shut shut down his creatures uh, with with meddling mage and mother of runes. Mother of runes was very difficult for him to to get by uh, because um, uh, I. Uh, I knew that he probably wasn't playing swords in the first game, so uh, it was a bit more safe to uh, deploy the mage. Um, so I, I won that game two and zero, and um, then in the sixth round, I played against a, a Dutch guy uh, called Danny, uh, who I have uh, seen as well, uh, Danny De Rouge or something like that. Um, and um, I had no clue what he was on. Um, uh, so uh, the first uh, the first match he uh, he he killed me turn three turn four. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he just had uh, the the frantic surge uh, into on topping lands, floating mana, uh, uh, putting uh, both uh, wave and tide in the graveyard, playing replenish. Uh, next turn obsolescence, and that was pretty pretty much GG for me. And um, yep, yep. then in the second game, I was I was thinking. Is he playing angels or is he not? Um, so I mm-hmm. I left in two swords, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, he turned two played and morphed angel, <laughs> uh, and yeah. uh, flipped it the next turn. And I have so many answers uh, to the morph, uh, but I wasn't able to. And then I had five turns uh, to uh, pull a sword, uh, my only two remaining swords, and I, I wasn't able to to make it there. So I lost uh, yeah. zero two to to Danny. Um, then I played against uh, Terror or Oath, uh, the land destruction version, the mono green, uh, a German guy called Sebastian. I actually think that he was uh, that he ended up in top sixteen as well. Um, and um, in the first game, I ran him over so quickly uh, that I actually only got to see four cards: uh, Wasteland, Rashad on Port, uh, Spear of Resistance, and. Uh, uh, Mystery Factory. Uh, so uh, I had him on mud actually because it was uh, all all the brown cards, uh, and 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 then and then uh, obviously I hadn't uh, brought in uh, any uh, graveyard interaction, uh, and then in the second game he played a turn one oath of Druids, <laughs> uh, and uh, I was able, I I just waited it out until I had the uh, seal. Um, and then I, I removed it, played a meddling mage on Oath, and uh, had a sword to uh, the Terror Wars that he nat- naturally played, and then I just ran him over. Um, so uh, that was quite lucky in my path. Um, and then uh, from then on, I was 6-1, uh, and one, and I could see in the standings that that was probably uh, okay. So when uh, my opponent in round eight uh, asked me whether I wanted to draw, um, I decided to do it. And normally, I, I I'm pretty much against IDing, but uh, at this point, I hadn't eaten since uh, breakfast, and I thought it might be a, a good idea to to have something to eat besides uh, snacking. Uh, so 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 we drew, and uh, I hope uh, uh, that it was enough. Um, and it was. I ended up in the seventh place uh, when we played the top eight. And then my 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 first top eight opponent was Danny <laughs> once more. Uh, 
and uh, the first game uh, wasn't on uh, stream, and that was uh, that was insane. Um, okay, run yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do that. I, I think Danny was quite frustrated. Um, um, I, I I kept the hand, and now I know what he was on. I kept that hand with uh, two wastelands, a window orb, and a fret, and some lands. Um, oh, and that. And then my plan was to uh, deploy a threat, the wind swap, and just waste him. Uh, but uh, he, uh, in the first four turns, he had uh, three swords to plowshares, so he re- re- removed all my threats, and uh, and then he he, he drew lands, <laughs> yeah. which helped him out. And uh, he actually um, got uh, to to uh, play a replenish and uh, to uh, to get the board going. But uh, I had a decent chance for his obsolescence. Uh, and then I just waited it out uh, and uh, played a new uh, threat. And uh, and then he redeployed uh, and I, I just waited it out. And he had uh, several looks with uh, attunement, uh, just seeing uh, some lands. And uh, then at the end, I uh, I got a rancor on the mother of runes, uh, who, uh, which which got in for like six damage. And then I finished him up uh, with two balls. And I could see that he was really frustrated. Uh, but Danny, okay. yeah, I I feel with you, man. But but also drawing the the free sorts of plowshares to begin with was also uh, quite nice on his path. So, and uh-huh. and then we were moved to the feature match area, and um, uh, the second game he won. He uh, played the angel and uh, and and made the distance. And then in the uh, in the third game, uh, when when he got an angel down, uh, I I knew that I had to go wide. Uh, yeah. And be patient, because if I had uh, enough creatures, he might uh, be a bit hesitant on attacking. And I was sitting with Power Blast in my hand, so if he uh, played uh, the Tide, I could counter it. Uh, and I had Meddling Mage and Wave and Meddling Mage and Swords. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Meddling Mage and Swords was uh, a bit of a bummer for me as well, because I couldn't uh, get rid of his Angel. But uh, at some some point, I, I drew... Um, uh, the bolt and uh, attacked through and um, in that moment I think because uh, I was getting a bit tired I, I forgot how uh, the, the life link uh, on exalted angel worked uh, and that it's not life link that it's a damage trigger so uh, I, I, I I thought that um, he was going to be greedy enough uh, to try to block one of my uh, middling mages and then I would power blast it in response or if he was going for one of my two silver knights, I will bolt before damage so that he couldn't gain life. Uh, and th- and then he uh, he he took the bait and uh, blocked one of my uh, middling mages, and I power blasted it, and then bolted him as well. Uh, and that yep. was uh, enough. Every, everybody, uh, so that was a, a good. Everybody game. in chat, by the way, for that play was very. What's the word? They did not see that particular line, it looked like. There was a lot of rounds of applause. There was a lot of awesome plays. If you haven't had a chance to go watch the VOD, you'll see a lot of compliments in there for that particular line that you took. Um, so yeah. we won the quarters. On to the semis. Yeah, on to the semis. Uh, where I faced uh, Marvin on a quite cool deck. Uh, yeah, I think he called it uh, Blue White uh, Flippy Birds. Um, and uh, it was quite similar to mine. 
um, with Savannah Lions. And that was quite nice to see eight Savannah Lions in the top four. <laughs> um, and uh, that was some quite intense uh, matches going on as well. A lot of uh, meddling matches being played. Uh, um, I had a... I, 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 I did a mistake in that match. Um, okay. Thinking that Cursed Totem uh, could uh, shut down the activation ability on uh, Mistress Factory. Uh, so uh, in one of the games, um, I played Cursed Totem, feeling... Um, quite strongly about it because he was uh, playing two uh, he had two mistress factories on board and I was uh, attacking through um, and uh, then uh, Celine uh, uh, corrected uh, me and said that uh, he could uh, obviously um, and and if I was feeling fresh I would also have remembered it so I was kind of kicking my, sh- my, my myself under the table uh, but I'm not the guy who asks for takebacks, so I was like, okay, I attacked, so now uh, I'm attacking, and I have to learn from that mistake. Uh, and he was able to activate one of them and uh, pump it. Um, but I think I would have lost that game uh, anyway. Uh, but uh, out with the, the cursed totem, and uh, then I put in the worship instead. Uh, and then in, in the, the, third, the third game was just insane. Um, I had uh, land, Mox Diamonds, uh, two lions, uh, uh, a sword, and uh, a bolt, or something like that. And I just kept, kept uh, uh, drawing gas from the top. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, he played a lot of creatures, and I just had removal for all of him. So I, I felt kind of kind of bad for Marvin. <laughs> but uh, sometimes Lux uh, comes my way. Absolutely. Well. <laughs> so we wrap up the semis, yeah. we go into the finals yeah. against um, what... Some would probably say, have to say at this point, the master of elves. If he's not the master, he's in the top two. Um, how were you feeling about the matchup that you were having to face there? I have tested against elves uh, a couple of times, uh, and I have won uh, all the matches. Uh, but... Uh, I think playing against Pablo is uh, like playing against. Uh, uh, no offense to my the people in my playgroup, but he's uh, he's just uh, a different uh, level of uh, of elf player. He's uh, just so good with the deck. I remember watching him uh, last year in Euros. Uh, he just plays it so well, uh, even though he was under the influence of a lot of alcohol. Uh, he was so fast with all the lines and. Uh, I, it, it's really, uh, I'm really enjoying watching him play the deck. But I actually, uh, I actually thought that in the first game I, I had a chance because I knew that he probably only had one answer to the engineered plague. So when I played the plague uh, and um, he got in, uh, he, uh, he found the Nantuko, I, I had so many outs that I could draw fire eyes, swords, etc. And I, I just didn't draw it. Um, and I, I also uh, made a mistake to begin with, uh, and I rewatched and saw that Martin Berlin uh, uh, called me out on it. Uh, I was, um, I, I think, I was being too aggressive. Um, I, I did a stupid attack with the meddling mage uh, uh, and um, attacked, and I, 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 I totally forgot that he was, uh, of course, able to uh, untap his um, uh, the other elf, and that he could double block it. But um, what 
the stream didn't know at that point was that I actually had uh, the seal in my hand at that point as well. So uh, in my defense, uh, I had the seal, but um, it, it w- would have been better for me not to attack because uh, the turn after when I deployed the seal, he got to uh, to activate survival four times, getting uh, anger and squee, and then he had his engine on. So that was kind of a bummer. Uh, after sideboard, I actually felt that I had several hours because I have three line tutors and access to, uh, uh, you could say, six engineered plates. Uh, I had the Cursed Totem. I had uh, Disenchant effects. I had Ray of Revelation. I had all the good spot removal. Uh, and, and then he really surprised me with uh, the Genesis. Uh, and... and the hardcast Genesis, and um, he uh, played a very fast uh, deranged tournament, getting squirrels down. So uh, when I found um, the in- engineered plague, I was quite on the fence whether I should go with squirrels. But I, I was kind of uh, I had to think uh, on the long term that it would be better to name elves. So obviously I had to go with elves, and. Um, then, unluckily for me, I didn't really get the cards to uh, to back it up, and he was able to get uh, the Nantuko uh, once more and remove it, um, and then he just uh, killed me with squirrels. <laughs> but but I I have to say I'm I'm really not uh, disappointed uh, because Pablo is a better player than me, hands down. Uh, uh, no shame there. I'm very proud, like I said, uh, and uh, my expectation uh, wasn't to make it into the top eight. So when I made it to the top eight, I was uh, I was just enjoying it. Uh, so it was just a gravy, <laughs> you could say. So I'm I'm just very happy. I I played a not very known archetype uh, and some cards that I loved and uh, made a quite good run. If I I think you did. You did an amazing run with a deck that is amazing. I think it has a lot of legs, especially in the format that we're developing into. A lot more mid-rangey decks have come out to play because land tax is gone and you can kind of play lands and do those things. And this is the type of deck that thrives in that area, in my opinion. So we got a couple things wrapping up here. First is, if you were to make any changes to the deck, knowing what you know now, seeing the meta... What kind of changes would you make? I think I will. Uh, I'll add another planes, um, okay. and then either cut a wasteland or uh, one of the the rainbow lands, uh, because uh, wasteland, uh, like you said, can be hard on me as well because I don't have that many lands. Um, also, uh, even though the wastelands were good. Uh, Gedon is what gets you there against control, and I have them in the board and also the Winterhawk. So I actually think that two Wastelands might be fine in the deck. And then uh, I also, uh, on Friday, bought a Cursed Scroll from the vendors. Uh, the one uh, Aaron ended up uh, signing, so I have to put that in the deck, obviously. Uh, uh, and I, I actually thought uh, a bit about it, because uh, sometimes um, you could say that my deck is very fast, and in the fourth couple of turns, I'm really, I, f- I really feel like I'm pushing my opponent to the corner, and then just keep on knocking him. But if he can manage to 
you keep me at a distance and make it to uh, to the later turns, it becomes more difficult to me. And uh, me being able to to draw the right cards from the top uh, is really what it is all about because I have no draw. Uh, that is also why I have thinned the lands to make sure that I don't flood that often uh, and that I'm able to... to uh, you can say that my philosophy around the deck is to, to do something each turn. Uh, and to be able to play all my cards, even though my land count is low. But I had some games in testing where I just break and hit three, four lands in a row. And then if I had a card like, for example, a Cursed Scroll, then I would be able to deploy the lands and then have some reach in the late game. So I actually think that I'm going to uh, put in um, a Cursed Scroll. And then my my first idea was to take out the rain core, but... I, I'm not sure because uh, it, it I mean, the yeah and 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 it and, and it won me several games so I can't really do it uh, so for now I'll be continue playing 61 card uh, but I, I actually think that uh, two enlightened tutors might be fine um, so I might end up cutting uh, an enlightened tutor because I, I I don't really want to take out any of the spot removals and I. The creature count is also um, all right. You could say that the angel is a bit high on the curve, but it's kind of a, a late game uh, threat. Uh, sure. If I get to, to that point where I have uh, several lands, uh, also I have had some games where I can deploy a turn, turn two angel and morph it on turn three. That's uh, also a, a good play, but I don't want to see more yep. than one. Um, but besides that, I'm, I, I'm not really sure what I want to, to change right now, but I will definitely uh, look into it. And uh, like I said on stream, that if uh, any, anyone is up for the, the Brewing Challenge, uh, you can reach out to me. I would like to uh, talk more about it and uh, give feedback on people's brew if they want my opinion. <laughs> uh, because I, 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 I hope that we will see uh, more of uh, these type of decks. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be... Uh, pretty cool. Yeah. So before we get into our the part everybody wants to know is obviously the three questions. Tell me about the atmosphere yeah. of the room, the event, the gathering, as we mentioned before. How has that compared to what you did? It meet your expectations? Did it go beyond your expectations? Tell me, tell me about the atmosphere of the event for anyone thinking about maybe going to Euros next year. I have to say that it, it in so many ways exceeded my expectation. Uh, and I'm actually really glad you asked me that question. Um, I think to to answer it uh, in the, the best way, I have to say that um, we arrived there Friday, uh, the day before the event. We had a 10-hour uh, drive from Denmark to uh, Darmstadt. Uh, and uh, we uh, checked into the hotel and got to the venue. And uh, people were just uh, so friendly. We decided to skip the FNM because we were quite tired, but we wanted to get some beers in and play some games. And uh, people were just coming over and uh, started to chatting. And uh, I played against a lot of uh, cool people. Um, and uh, people were just uh, being in a very good mood. Uh, it was a very nice atmosphere. And, and then in the next morning, uh, we stayed at a hotel uh, quite nearby. Uh, we had two minute walk. That was quite nice. but. Uh, in the breakfast area, um, I met uh, Anton Glantz, I met Martin Berlin, I met Gordon. And uh, when I said hello, they came and sat down with us and uh, we talked talk to them and they were just being so friendly. 
and um, we we really felt uh, uh, so welcomed uh, that uh, it was people that we have watched online and uh, was uh, quite looking forward to get to put a face on, and they they were just being so humble about it, uh, and uh, were kind enough to take some time off to talk about us, uh, to talk with us, uh, and uh, talk casually. Um, my one of my 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 friends uh, who I traveled with had made some orders for the event event as well. Uh, he had made a chill with a goblin uh, chilling okay. uh, in the water. Uh, that was quite nice. Um, and he gave that to Aaron Dex because we heard he had a, a birthday Friday. And awesome, uh, awesome. then uh, the other one. Um, I don't know if you record the video, but I can just show it. Uh, it's right here. It's a oh. goblin matron uh, <laughs> I like that. holding beers. Awesome. Yeah, because it was Oktoberfest, which is a thing in Germany. And uh, my friend knew that. Uh, and uh, he, uh, he gave it to the organizers. And uh, the organizers uh, asked Stream what to do about it. And they decided on giving it to the best Danish player. So I, I got it back. Um, but uh, every, everyone was just... Being so friendly, uh, um, I met uh, I met so many new uh, people uh, and uh, get to hear their story. And uh, we also met uh, three uh, new uh, Danish players that we actually did knew, uh, uh, know were playing uh, pre-modern f- from another part of the country. And they stayed all the way to the end and uh, they got uh, fetched uh, beer for me and they were cheering. So... Uh, I really have to give a, a shout out uh, to the guys from Fyn. Uh, you really carried me there uh, with my own uh, four friends. Uh, it was just amazing. Uh, a lot of people there cheering for me, and also the guy is in the chat. Uh, I re I haven't watched uh, the entire stream yet, but I uh, I fast forwarded because I had to watch some of my own matches uh, before talking. Before talking to you, Wills, I, I actually uh-huh. did that today, and uh, I was uh, I was uh, actually uh, quite uh, emotional about it because uh, it was just so humble a moment uh, that so many people uh, watched and uh, uh, said some very nice things uh, about me. Uh, I'm 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 not really <laughs> um, how would you say it. Um, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, I would say so. Uh, that was uh, that was quite nice. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, the pre-modern community everywhere I've gone is very welcoming. Uh, whether it's here in the U.S., out in Europe, down South America, wherever you're at, it seems like the welcome attitude is everywhere. So, before we get into our yeah. last question, Jacob, again, congratulations on the runner-up finish, uh, bringing another awesome deck to pre-modern that people are absolutely fawning over. And if you guys, as uh, Jacob said, if you, have, if you have any questions, reach out to him. You're looking for to per, perfect the uh, perfect the strategy here. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think awesome. But what we came here for is three questions. Yes. All right. So I gave them to you beforehand. So the first question is me. What is the most overrated card in pre-modern? All right. I think I'm going to... Um maybe provoke uh, some people with this answer, but I actually think that Oath of Druids is in some way a bit overrated uh, because some of the strategies rely on so few, cr- on, on so few creatures. Uh, for example, the Terror War deck, uh, if you have answers to the graveyard, it doesn't really do anything. 
And if I know that uh, they have so few threats, I can just wait it out until I have removal for it, or I can deploy enough creatures to attack through it. Um, I know that in some decks it's it's quite good, but I think people put it in too many decks. Uh, you have to find the right shell for it. Uh, obviously, it's a good card, but I think people give it too much credit. But but that's just my opinion. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, what about the most underrated card in pre-modern? That was actually quite tough. Um, mm -hmm. I was narrowing down my list, so if I can have an honorable mention. You may. Uh, Blastoderms. Okay. I really, uh, I really miss seeing Blastoderms in uh, The Rock. I think it's an underplayed card. Uh, there were a lot of swords and plowshares, and uh, being able to play a 5-5, five, five, they can sort, is uh, very strong. So I have uh, put Blastoderms back into my rock deck. Uh, I have the Rages still, but I'm trying out two Blastoderms and then some Mana Dogs, uh, and it has been working quite well in testing. Uh, but the card that I really decided on um, is Heart Charm in Goblins. Yes. Uh, and 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 it, I want to tell you why because um, I have uh, I have been uh, playtesting my my brew with Silver Knights and Solitary Priest and uh, annoying stuff against Red, and uh, the people in my playgroup have uh, obviously adapted, and uh, sitting there playing a Mox Diamond into uh, Mox Diamond planes into a Silver Knight uh, facing in the being like oh, okay uh, the game stops there for you mate and then. They just play a hot charm, making it unblockable. Uh, that is uh, so strong. Um, in the late game, if you draw it, then you can uh, attack with the team and just uh, make sure to get the pile driver through. Um, at the moment, uh, Dreadnought is the creature you're most afraid of uh, when it comes to artifacts. You, you have an answer. And you can also just uh, pump the team. Uh, it's such a flexible card. So... Uh, um, we have two goblin players in our group, and both of them play hard jam main, and uh, it's quite annoying for me. <laughs> but but it, it is a very good card, and I think that it sh it should see uh, more play. Yeah, that sounds amazing. All right, and then the last question before we wrap it up with folks: What is a card that needs to be broken or should be broken in pre-modern? All right, uh, room for another honorable mention: Savannah Lands. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, and then my my real cards, Lion's Eye Diamonds. I really think that the format yes. is uh, needs to uh, have a deck for Lion's Eye Diamond because uh, it just fits in uh, this uh, time area, you could say. Uh, and uh, I, I hope that somebody can make a deck. Uh, I think we we might need to unban some. Cards to make it work functionally, but but at the moment I'm I'm not really uh, up for any changes. But uh, I hope that some people would uh, brew with Lionside Diamond because we were missing that card, in my opinion. Hey everybody, sorry about that. We had a little miscommunication or uh, error in the computer. We are back. Uh, I was rambling about Lionside Diamond. Don't worry about that. I was going on a tangent, but. We're going to say goodbye uh, to Jacob today. Jacob, I wanted to say it was a pleasure to have you on. Uh, you spoke very well and eloquently about the deck, your thoughts on it, and you can tell your passion for the deck. Um, we look forward to seeing more from you in the future. you have any final words for the audience before we say goodbye? 
Uh, yes, I have. Uh, firstly, I'd like to say uh, once again, thank you for having me on, William Hurst. Uh, it was very nice of you to reach out. I was quite flattered. And then I have to give out a, a shout out to uh, the organizer team for the Euros. Uh, Anton, Jens Jäger, Micha and all the rest. You guys put in so much work and I really appreciate it. And I know that the rest of the community do as well. Uh, and also congrats to Anton on get, gaining the community play uh, uh, reward. Uh, you, it was well deserved. Um, and then also a shout out to uh, the Danish crew and uh, to the Americans who made it over, uh, Carl and uh, Aaron. It was very nice to meet you. And uh, hopefully I'll uh, get to play against uh, you as well. Uh, someday, uh, Will. Uh, maybe now I have to see if I can... Uh, get uh, some webcam magic in as well. Um, yeah. Um, I, I think I have to participate in one of these tournaments, even though I'm a, a real paper magic uh, atmosphere kind of guy, but uh, I've been following it so long, so maybe I should get my feet in. <laughs> uh, but it has been a blast talking to you, William. And Jacob, yep. it's been a pleasure talking to you. As always, to the audience, if you're looking for a format that's fun, interactive, Check out Premodern. Just Google it. There are so many sources out there now. Don't have time to run through them all. But everybody, have a wonderful day. Jacob, again, congratulations. And I want everyone to take care. And we'll talk to you next time. Take care, everybody. You too. Bye. See ya. Hey.